Welcome to another episode of We Don't Die, where my goal is to give you evidence that although our bodies will certainly disappear, we survive physical death. I'm your host, Sandra Champlain, author of the book, We Don't Die, A Skeptic's Discovery of Life After Death. Our guest today served her country as a U.S. Navy commander and is now serving humanity as author of 11 books. She's a teacher, an inspirational speaker, and an evidence-based medium. Her name is Suzanne Giesman, and her work has been recognized as highly credible by Dr. Wayne Dyer and afterlife researcher Dr. Gary Schwartz. Suzanne is a retired U.S. Navy commander. She served as a commanding officer, as special assistant to the chief of naval operations, and as aide to the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff on 9-11. In addition to earning the Defense Distinguished Service Medal, she has a master's degree in national security affairs and taught political science at the U.S. Naval Academy. Her unexpected and fascinating career transformation to her current work is the subject of the documentary film called Messages of Hope. Suzanne is definitely a messenger of hope who brings stunning evidence of the afterlife and is passionate about empowering all of us to live our best lives possible. You can see her picture and get links to her books, the film, and website by going to we don't die radio.com and clicking on episode 104. Suzanne Giesman, welcome to We Don't Die Radio. Thanks, Sandra. Great to be here. Oh, great to have you. I spent the morning looking at your website and I'm thinking, oh, you're a, 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 just a gold mine in a good way. When you can read and watch your. Um, the short film that you have on your on your website and get filled with goosebumps. Yeah, I know it'll be a good conversation. Uh, Excellent. Yeah. So, if you don't mind, if we can just start off, just finding out a, a little bit about you. I mean, how does a gal end up being a U.S. Naval uh, commander and then turn into a, a medium? I mean, that's quite a jump. Yeah, you were reading that, that bio, and I wanted to sit up straight in my chair and salute you. I just went right back into the, the Navy mode there. Oh, it's still very much a part of me, and people that see me, I stand up straight, you know, and I can go into commander mode if I need to. Yes. But uh, I've, I've swung the other way now from left brain to right brain, and, and then when I work now as a medium, trying to balance the two, and it's, it's working out pretty well. But uh, to answer your question... Unfortunately, like many people who have a, a spiritual awakening or a big transition in their life, uh, mine came about after the death of my stepdaughter. That was a huge wake-up call hmm. for me. Yeah. When was that, that was, if I may ask? That was uh, 10 years ago already. God, time flies so fast, but so much has changed in those 10 years. And the beautiful part is just like your show titled, We Don't Die. That's what I learned from Susan's passing because I didn't know that when she passed. I didn't have any idea there was an afterlife when I was in the Navy uh, on 9-11 when so many uh, people in the building where I worked, I worked in the Pentagon, so many were killed and, and flying over the World Trade Center on the last plane in the airspace on that day and looking down on that thinking, you know, why are some people in the wrong place at the wrong time? I had no idea at that point that we don't die. But as a result of 9-11 and Susan's death, I know that <laughs> that is the greatest truth of all that, that changes lives when we realize that. Mm. After uh, Suzanne or Susan passed, did was that when you just started looking for answers and how did you begin that oh. journey? Well, i it was 9-11 that started me asking oh, for the okay. answers because I was, I was really up close and personal there. And I, I took the traditional um, path of look, turning to organized religion and because I had been raised with no religion. And it, it just didn't resonate with me. And so I put my searching to the side. And as I tell people, the universe has a way of making sure we learn the lessons we came here to learn. And there are many paths to, to get to truth. And the truth being that we don't die. And so then when Susan passed, that's when I I remember looking down at her body in the coffin and saying, that's not Susan. That's right. not Susan. So if it's not, then who is she? Who, who are we? And, and where is this spirit that enlivened that body? It has to still survive. So I took my husband, a retired Navy destroyer captain, 
to a medium. Ah. And that session, yeah, yeah, that just changed our life because, thank you, God, we were led to an evidence-based medium who brought through irrefutable evidence that our Susan was right there in the room with us. And I just, I remember it took me at least three days to process that. I, I walked around in a day thinking, wait a minute, you mean she really is still with us? That's what I wanted to know, but she, she really is. It, it was life-changing. Yeah, can you give and, us and an now example? you and I do that for other people. Oh, I, I know. Can you give us an example of one of one of those? Um, oh yeah, moments that just because well, I I know for myself too oh. when I first heard things that like there's no other way any human being can know this unless life yes. after death is true. Well, being the skeptic that I was, and wanting to ensure that my husband also knew this was real, if it was real, mm-hmm. I didn't give the medium our last name. So I knew she couldn't Google the tribute that we had to Susan online. So she knew nothing about our loss. And she brought through a young woman who died in her 20s, who showed up in a brown uniform. Susan was a Marine, a sergeant in the Marines, killed on active duty. And Susan was struck by lightning. That's how she died. And the medium said, I suddenly have the headache of Zeus and Athena. And Zeus is the god with lightning bolts. And she said, I have this electrical tingly feeling all over me. Now, there's are several pieces of evidence right there, but I would think one of the most stunning pieces, besides young woman, 20s, brown uniform, was when she said, this young woman is bringing with her a little baby boy who she wants to introduce to you, but he's hanging back shyly as if he doesn't know you. Well, that medium had no way of knowing that when Susan was struck by lightning, she was six months pregnant with a little boy. Oh. Whew. So, I mean, what is the other, there's no other explanation for that. No. No. And Susan has been around ever since and helping me in this work now and kicking me in the butt sometimes because that's the way she is. And it's it's a blessing. And so from there, Suzanne, there's a big jump from going to a medium and becoming one. Yes, yes, you're right. So I had always had a fascination with metaphysics and the afterlife and even reading about mediums, but I never had a reason to go to one. And I was already a published author at the time we went to that medium. And now I knew I had to share with people that this is real, that mediumship is not woo-woo stuff. This is real and it'll change your life. So I ended up writing two biographies of respected mediums and in doing so attended the class of one of them and sitting in the classroom I learned how mediums work that medium called me to the front of the room and said by the way you can do this too and put me on the spot and standing there before a group of other people she said there's a spirit standing here what do you sense not only did I sense a male but that he died of cancer he was an engineer He had a full head of hair, and oh, by the way, he gave me the name Twinkle Toes. That was his nickname. I was, I mean, if 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 you you could have knocked me over with a feather, where did that come from? How did I know that? Right. Uh, Because he was he was standing right there. It's because I had been meditating for two years at that point. The day Susan died, I said, if she's still alive, I want to know it, and started meditating. Little did I know that was a training ground for me. To right. still my mind. So in that moment when the teacher said, there's a, there's a man, no, there's a spirit standing here. What do you sense? When I shut my eyes, I knew how to quiet my mind. It just went blank. And that man was able to impress himself upon me. It was, it was beautiful. Mm, and, and also so, a good reason for all of us to continue quieting the mind. And it's a hard oh, yeah. thing to practice. Oh, yeah. But I tell you, there's mm-hmm. so many miraculous things that happen in that mode when we can that still that mind. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So my teacher uh, had studied, as Janet Nohavik had studied at the Arthur Finley College of Psychic Sciences oh, in England. I've heard of it. Where I know you've been. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I said to her, look, I, I don't want to just take this halfway. I want to go all the way. I want to study with some of the best evidence-based mediums in the world. I'm going there. And that's where you really put your money where your mouth is, yes. put the time and, the, and, and, and put yourself on the line. And I went over there with the goal. I want to feel these spirits. I want to know they're really here. I want to see them. 
all of that happened. It changed my life. I came home from there just whispering, crying out the word, I am a medium. It was just, you know, it's like the last thing I ever expected. But I came home from there with having had such good experiences, bringing through evidence that I started practicing on family and friends and getting incredible evidence so much so that they started referring to family and friends and the referrals, 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 and and to the point now where I finally had to stop taking referrals because I have over 300 people waiting for readings with me. Uh, I, op- I, let, I, I get it down to a reasonable rule amount, then I open the waiting list again, but it's the evidence that changes lives. Mm, that's and I'm beautiful. so grateful. Oh, I'm grateful. I'm grateful. And yeah, what I experienced at Arthur Finley College as well was just mind-blowing. Mind-blowing and and wonderful. So, (laughs) yeah, so now there's the jump from medium to great medium because I have a waiting list that long. (laughs) It's really great. I give all credit to Spirit, let me tell you, because if you, you know, if it weren't for that connection, we don't do this in a vacuum. It's it's a, It's a team effort total team effort they work really hard to get through this now here here lies the problem you have 300 people waiting for you you can't get to everybody but you can Mm -hmm. get to them by some of the things you do so if you don't mind maybe um talking a little bit about um let's see which book you got some good ones Uh, i know you've got a oh thanks yeah, you've got well, messages, messages of hope. hope messages of hope was the story of how I went from Navy officer, and it tells about nine eleven to the story we just told. And then there's a lot of examples of the evidence that convinced me this is real, and the evidence in those initial readings, and and it, that evidence is life. Get that book for people who have just had a loss, and they find it so comforting. Mm-hmm. To it. it the message is clear. This life is not the end and your loved ones are still with you. And as I say all the time, talk to them. They hear you. So yeah, messages of hope is one of several with that message. Yeah. And I, I often believe too that you don't have to go to a medium and to get a message from your loved one or to even talk to them. Now it's great to do it and it really helps. But if people are stopped right now and don't want to wait three years, I mean, there's plenty of medium, good mediums that are that are out mm-hmm. there. But there's some other tools, and to know that your loved one is is right here, uh, or right yeah. there, yeah. and in quieting the mind and and things like that. You have uh, a book that you've co-written with Gary Schwartz, Sonia Rinaldi. Oh my gosh, Victor Zamet, Suzanne Wilson, all, all these great people that I know, called mm-hmm. Afterlife Communication, 16 Proven Methods, 85 True Accounts. Um, is there some things we can do to connect on our own that you would Oh, recommend? definitely. That meditation is, is the first key. Uh, it's quieting the mind, sitting quietly with the intention of connecting. And, you know, I want to get away from calling it meditation, too, because, it's, as you know, having studied it at Arthur Finley College, there's another term that, that I find more empowering, and that is sitting in the power. I love that. And we do that when we sit quietly. And I have a new method that I'm teaching now in my courses and in my online courses called the Bless Me Method you know, military people like acronyms. So I said to myself, when I sit in the power, what is it that I do mm-hmm. to connect with spirit? And this is going to be the real abbreviated version because I'm going to write it. I am in the process of writing a whole book about this, but it's seven steps. First, the bless me. Then B is focus on the breathing to relax and then lift your consciousness. That's the L in any number of ways, thinking things you're grateful for, um, focusing on the heart and then the uh, E is expand your consciousness lots of visualizations for doing that and then the S and S in bless me is surrender your focus on this reality the human reality and then shift that's the second S shift your awareness to that part where we're all one to the level of the soul and then M-E and merge merge your consciousness with your loved ones who have passed you do it with intent. You do it with re- belief that it's possible. And then the E is just experience what happens. So it's breathe, lift, expand, surrender, and shift, merge, and experience. 
this is this is the rapid version, but I'm all kinds of videos that I'm going to be putting out in the future and doing webinars on this. Lots of tools to just know that that other level is there where our loved ones are. You're there now as a soul, but you may not know it till you surrender and shift your focus. Mm. And it's easy to forget or not even be aware of the way that we can connect with other people is we are souls and we just happen to have a human body. So it's not crazy to think that we can do this ourselves. We We all do it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. You, 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 you read somebody when they walk in the room, you're reading their energy. You know, you either resonate with someone or there's a little dissonance there. You know, who's calling on the phone before it even rings. You read your partner's thoughts because your energy fields intermingle so often. You're, you're just merged without even knowing it. That's the soul, the energy aspect of us. Mm, I love the blessed method. I think that's just awesome. Awesome. Um, <laughs> yes, I spent my morning reading through your websites and clicking on this and that. And it's just, I, I want to do it all. I want to watch the film. Can you talk a little bit about the film? Oh, that was a cool. blessing in itself. I yeah. mean, my, my goal is help me reach as many people as possible with this message that we don't die. And I gave a reading to a woman who didn't even know what mediumship was. Somebody just said, hey, you're stuck in your grief. Go see this woman, Suzanne Giesman. So she sat with me and her husband on the other side came through so clearly. And it was life-changing for her. Well, it turns out her son is a filmmaker. And she said, uh, I think he needs to do a film about this this woman who had this incredible transition from Navy commander and aide to the chairman to now a medium. And so he did this this wonderful documentary, really truthful. There was no need to sensationalize it at all. And it it has played at, at least eight film festivals and done very well because it, it goes straight to the heart. So I'm very proud of that documentary. Yeah, as you should uh, be. Message of the Hope. Um, I know I have it posted uh, with episode 104 on We Don't Die Radio, but would you mind sharing what your website is? Because there's also a link on your website to watch oh, the film correct yeah it, well it's suzannegeesman.com but that's a little hard to spell so it, you can also get there by typing in love at the center.com love at the center.com that's awesome <laughs> yeah I, I i you know i'm i think you're awfully neat i really do i think well thanks Sandra. i love your energy too it just it's that i it's that that the heart just opens up you know yeah talk about these things and and um that's the that's the other bottom line that happens when you sit in the power you that power with a capital p that has nothing to do with human power it's the power that comes from knowing who you are it's your essential nature as love at the center yes. that's like that's the second blessing that comes from doing this work is the transformation that happens when you tap into who we are it's amazing life changing yeah, life is getting awfully fun for me, and there's all kinds oh, of synchronicities that are happening, and um, the more I quiet my mind and sit in the power, the more seems to be a flow of some cool things. I've started doing some writing at the Arthur Finley mm. College. I think they call it Sitting for Philosophy, I think. Oh, okay. It, yeah, it's just it's connecting to your guides, and but what happens is words are coming to my mind, and then I type them out. And then they're just, yep. they're, uh, I don't call them poems, but just these things that I know uh-huh. I didn't write because I don't use some of the words. And it's, oh, really that's awesome. It. That's it. Yeah. Isn't it? I mean, that's, did you, I don't know if you saw the Sanaya session, Sanaya section on my website, but Sanaya is my group of guides who showed themselves to me in exactly that way about six years ago. And I've been writing their words ever since. And I'm so grateful that thousands of people read their messages every day. and. And it's. I had a their question. Pr- pretty wise <laughs> to ask you who is Sanaya because I saw that on yeah. your site and I thought, oh, is she talking about guides? And do we all have guides? Oh yeah, Suzanne. Oh we, oh we definitely all have guides. They they, they tell us we'd stumble a lot more through this life if we, if there weren't these unseen helpers helping us along the way. But um, you you really need to ask ask them to reveal themselves to you because one of those things like a little baby learning to walk will will be allowed to stumble until it asks help me and then they show up but uh, um yes yeah, sanaya um 
gave me that name. When I first felt their presence, it's a collective consciousness. I said, what do I call you? And they said, you will call us Sanaya and you will write and write and write us Sanaya. Well, you know, this is the amazing part. I learned much later that Sanaya is an Arabic name meaning flash of lightning. Wow. Which is how my stepdaughter was killed. Wow. Which is stunning to me. Yeah. It also means one who knows all. I'm not sure they know it all, but they know a lot more than I do. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. Well, I'll be sure to ask my it's, guides too. But it's just, it's not, you know, we spend, well, at least I do, and I think many people do, we spend so much time alone. We can often be mm-hmm. trapped in our own negative mind, which, you know, we got some nasty stuff we can often tell ourselves. But to realize mm-hmm. that there's this invisible team around us cheering us on and to... Oh, man. Ask for help. I think that's something where I fail often is I forget to ask. Oh, yeah. And ask for signs. That's what you talked about life becoming fun. That's when it's really fun. And you start noticing. And you, it, I call them snags. You, you, you just you kind of keep a soft gaze on the world around you. And then something snags your attention. Then you, do, you, then you pull the thread. You know, why did that snag me? And you ask, what is it I'm supposed to know about that? And that's when it's really fun. Life becomes magical. Mm, you sound like a magical lady. Anyone who's got, is it 11 books? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty extraordinary. It just, it's great how much you give. Can I ask you about Gary Schwartz? I, I saw yeah. him speak, oh, maybe in 2005, and I haven't yet had him on the show, but I loved him. I loved his stories. And how did you get connected? And, and what happened in between the two of you that he uh, saw you yeah. as credible? Yeah, when Susan first died, when she first died, when she died, the first book that I bought was Gary Schwartz's because I wanted to know if there really is an afterlife, I need something credible. And his book jumped off the shelf at me in in a bookstore right after her funeral. Hmm. Here's this scientist checking into the afterlife. So that's how I learned about him. And, And I was sitting on my couch several years later, now working as a medium, reading a Gary Schwartz book. When all of a sudden, his mentor, Susie Smith, who's on the other side, shows up in my living room. (laughs) And I'm thinking, okay, give me some evidence that this is really you. Tell me something I don't know about you. And I I didn't have any paper to write on, so I wrote it on the back pages of his book. And she said, send this to Gary. Well, he doesn't have a contact form on his website, so it took me days to track him down. And I finally sent him an email and said, look, you don't know me, but I, I hope you can trust me. I'm this retired Navy officer. I'm now a medium. And your mentor, Susie Smith, has this message for you. Sent it to him thinking, is he ever going to write back? Took a couple of days, and here's an email from him. And he says, if you're who you say you are, and if Susie really contacted you, then ask her these three questions. And they were off the wall. I like, one of them was, tell me about the foxes. You know, and I'm reading this question saying, how do I know? And then I thought, wait a minute, that's the whole point. I don't know, but I know Susie Smith was here. So I went in my study where I give readings and I shifted the awareness and I said, Susie, tell me about the foxes. And I felt that presence step in again. And she told me about the foxes and she answered the other two questions. I typed it up, wrote it to Gary. He wrote back and it says, it appears that Susie has chosen her new student to work with. And Wow. That, that was the beginning. We And then since then, he had me in his laboratory of human consciousness at the University of Arizona. We've done many experiments together. He sends me people to do readings for quite frequently. He'll, he says the same thing every time. Suzanne, I need you to do this reading. I can't tell you anything about it. It's an experiment, but it's really critical. <laughs> I'm like, okay, Carrie, whatever. And it's been fascinating. Oh, I, I remember him telling stories about these double blind and triple blind oh, uh, experiments gosh, yeah. that are, I mean, <laughs> oh, he's just brilliant, brilliant afterlife what, research. What I, what I love about him is how he has people score the readings that I do. And oh. he's very strict and stringent. They don't just get, you know, every piece of evidence that comes through, they have to assign a score of six if it's a super hit, five if it's a big hit, you know, one if it's a total miss. And every score has to have a justification in written words. So you have to say, this is why I 
rated this a super hit. And then he does the statistics. And I love that for people who are skeptical. You can do it in a bar chart and say, wow, that's way higher than chance. And uh, he did that for, in the book I wrote called Wolf's Message. Wolf is an amazing young, young man who's now in spirit, who left absolute proof that we are souls here and now. And, and Sandra, I know that you as a medium and I as a medium, we might shy away from using proof of an afterlife. I did until I met Wolf. And now there's just no doubt. Oh, it's I'll no have doubt. to read it. I'm, I'm looking forward <laughs> to that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I absolutely well, love this adventure. I mean, my, when I first wrote my book, I was petrified to tell anybody in my life that I was writing about life after death. And now, oh, I could care less. <laughs> Shout it from the rooftops. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Yeah. And I get how easy it is to not believe because I was there too. And I think what makes mm-hmm. you so credible to listen to is that you were so left-brained and um, and you have such a credible, uh, and I don't want to say mediums aren't credible, but sometimes to hear somebody who um, had such a background that it's like, and then you did all the exploring yourself and this is what you came up with. I mean, it's, it's mm-hmm. very good evidence that um life after death is real i say yeah i yes, say indeed so, and, and to, to me it's all about the healing the healing that it does for people i know it from from personal experience is tremendous oh well absolutely i know um and many of our listeners right now are experiencing grief from loss of a loved one mm-hmm. and it's it, it, to me, it's kind of obvious when you really believe that life after death is real. Um, even though you still miss that person physically, the knowing that you'll see them again and just getting a, the insight that life must be for a, a bigger purpose. Yeah. Is, a, is yeah, I just had a, a, as you were talking about that and people who are grieving listening to this now, I, I just realized that on my website under, um, I think it's under meditations. There's definitely a meditations page. I have uh, several free meditations. One of them in particular is called Making the Connection, and it, it actually walks you through how to connect with higher consciousness and, and ask questions. So that would be a great place to start. Mm, thank you for that. Thank you for that. I'll make sure there's a link mm-hmm. with this episode too. Uh, let's speak about some of the things on that website because as one person, yes, you have your books and yes, you have the movie, the film, um, but I do know you're passionate about speaking and you're te- passionate about teaching mm-hmm. and not everyone might be able to go to one of your live speaking events. So could you share some of the things you offer on your website? Well, yes, I also have um, some online courses because people have said, I can't get to your courses. How do I do that? So I did, uh, I had them uh, professionally recorded and so that you can go to them anywhere. And then there are also a whole bunch of, videos from talks that I've given that the beauty of connecting with spirit daily is you're never at a loss for stories to share and you never have to make up stories. <laughs> and so good. The many of the videos on there are just laced with, with evidence and, and high vibrations. In fact, I've just started uh, a series of little free videos, little short ones that I call good vibe videos, each one with a little, lesson for us taking the teachings from the online courses and just putting them out in short little bursts and those are found on the page called love notes from suzanne oh i i wanted to know what that was because i just thought i'm gonna (laughs) sign up for that (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah because they get really it's good i'm sure you know i i have an intent with every one of these episodes to leave myself you the guest and also our listener in a better place um, than before we started talking. And I think probably your uh, love notes provide just that as well. Just a little instant list, you know, we can all use that to kind of counterbalance the other stuff going on in the world. (laughs) Oh, I know. I know. There's so much. Yeah. This is the thing, Sandra, that, that the big message that this is not the only world and we can be, become so mired in this world when we keep our focus here but as as a medium you you come to know this is not the the only world in fact we're just playing a role here the the world from which we come is so filled with love and that gives us hope 
And some people may want to get back there sooner than later, but there's a reason we're here. We are here to grow and learn and then take what we learn back with us. So we, we, we really need to do our best to get it right. And Lord knows I'm not perfect. I'm sure trying to get it right while I'm here. Mm. Did you find you, um, you know, mediums come in all different shapes and sizes. I wanted to make a joke about small, medium, and large, but I won't. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, meaning that there's there's folks that I've talked to that I know they're credible, but some sometimes the information is a little bit vague. And then there's people oh, that yeah. I speak to that are so right on that it is, yeah. I mean, it's just flooded with goosebumps. Do you yeah. do you find that there's a reason for that or or I do. Yeah. I think that I, I do. And and this is why I've started teaching mediumship. If I just stayed away from that, I wanted to really get a lot of experience under my belt and feel so incredibly confident that, that I'm gonna be getting the really good stuff myself before I teach others. And what it is, I think, Sandra, is that uh I just think people don't realize you can insist on the evidence from the other side hmm. and and that people don't realize that some clients or sitters whatever you want to call them need the evidence if i had sat with a medium in the depths of my grief over susan's death and i had gotten a medium who said oh your your loved one is here and they love you very much uh and you don't need to worry about them because they're fine on the other side that is most likely very true, but it would not have changed my life. No. I was one who needed that evidence. And so when I'm teaching mediumship now, I'm saying you as the medium, push yourself. The spirits are more than happy to provide that evidence, but you ask for it and they'll give it to you. Stretch yourself. I jokingly say I'm not going to be happy till I get phone numbers social security numbers from the other side <laughs> oh. and, and you know i got i got most of the phone number the other day it just was given to me and i just went wow uh but i'm not i'm not i'm not ever going to be satisfied with my readings because i know there's always more they can give me at the same time i'm also grateful for the beautiful messages that can't be validated but are so meaningful to those who need to know we're okay on the other side so yes. it's finding that balance but but getting back to what you said yeah, it's pushing yourself to get that hardcore evidence. People don't realize you can ask, and there's no limit to how much evidence they can give. And then realizing that your sitter may need more than just messages. Mm. That's great. And that's, I think, some of the evidence-based that you call yourself is, you know, when you get some of those things that are so specific, there's that that's life-changing. Oh, yeah. Like yesterday. Yesterday I gave a reading. Uh, I often I won't talk about my readings. I don't have normally have permission, but this one is just very. Without giving other background details, the person on the other side said, "Talk about the Empire State Building," and the sitter said, "Well, I worked on the 61st floor of the Empire State Building for 10 years." You know, that's that's pretty hardcore evidence. It's yeah. really awesome. Exactly. What does that show you? That their loved one is right there. Hmm. Really cool. I want to ask you, too, about life. Um, I, I do believe that we're souls here having a human experience, and it's a job here to learn and grow. And, uh, Suzanne, some of it can be awfully painful. You know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of suffering. That was Sanaya's message this morning. Oh, say more about, about that. The pain. Yeah. Well, they, they just said this morning that you know, pain is part of the human experience, and if we try to go through a life having no pain, then we're going to suffer just because of that. We have to accept that we actually learn from our pain. They gave the example of that there are certain children who are born with a condition where they feel no pain, and that's actually a problem for their parents because it's it's dangerous. So when we can't accept that pain is part of our life, but then may our lessons be as painless as possible, and may we stop and say, why what lesson did this pain have to teach me? There are ways to lessen our pain, but also when we learn that pain is part of the human experience, what can we learn from it? How can we not repeat that painful lesson the next time? That's how we grow. 
It's when we think, oh, I have the right to happiness and only happiness, then we start suffering because life isn't like that. Susan's death was the worst possible thing I could ever imagine. It was the worst thing I've ever gone through in my life. But now as a result of it, bringing healing to thousands of people, my God. And I know now that she's really okay. She's wonderful. So that pain served a purpose. Do I want to go through that again? No. When when I have the next death of a dear loved one in my life, will it be painful? You yes. bet. But now I have a whole other way of looking at it. You can't escape it, but you can learn tools to deal with it and learn from it. Yeah, it was That's just, life in human form. That's right. I was just talking to my mom a couple of days ago, um, and I'm very close to my mom. And she says, oh, you're going to have a hard time mm. when I go. And I says, yes, because mm. I love you. But I said, I've also mm-hmm. set myself up with 100 hours of very empowering <laughs> conversations to know that you'll still be around, whether you believe it or not, mm-hmm. you know, that our love mm-hmm. is real, uh, <laughs> that I can still talk to you. And I, you know, I, so anyway, she's, she's great. What a difference that makes. Oh, I know. Yeah. Um, do you have some kind of a program or website or something with your husband, Ty, about relationships? Oh, my gosh. Thank you. Two things. <laughs> on the uh, videos page on my website is a wonderful video that somebody came to us and asked to do. I was so honored. They said, people notice you and your husband. You have this amazing relationship. You can't help but see the love between you. We want to make a video about that. So it's a video called, What Does Love Look Like? And, and I'm so oh. honored to be able to share that with people. It's, it's really an uplifting video that has inspired people to help their relationships and then also i just love to give a plug for ty's blog as we travel around the country six months of the year sure. his name is ty ty so it's life as ty sees it life as ty sees it.com he's a little bit strange sometimes and the, all of my secrets are out in the, out in the for everyone to see but it's a pretty funny blog and uh, i love him to pieces oh that's so inspiring because we are with other people in this game of life and mm-hmm. I don't remember the name of the book I read oh it's called Marriage Dead or Alive it's a book that oh I read yeah I know I, I had a dating coach <laughs> once and she said I had to read it and I did I'm, I'm a good student um, but it was about relationships and marriage in particular and how much soul growth we get when we are committed oh, wow. to another human being and so it came from oh, yeah. a spiritual lens uh, about, you know, about commitments and things like that. And as a single gal myself, uh, who would like to be in a great loving relationship, I, I don't think it would be a bad thing to see a video about oh. a loving couple. <laughs> well, in my, uh, one of the online courses, Let Your Spirit Soar, I talk about relationships and I say one of the tools is to thank your teachers and I say that the person you live with is one of your greatest teachers. And boy, many times uh, Ty will do something that, that I'll just inside I say, thank you for this lesson, because what I've learned is I'm not here to change him. Anything he does that, that just upsets me, it's not him. It's something in me I need to look at. So th- it's a really nice way to look at relationships. And, and there's a reason we're in these relationships with our, our greatest teachers and when you can look at it that way, you see the value in it. Mm, that's great. I I uh, am reminded of a, I'm going to bash this quote, but one of my guests had said, um, some of the people in our life when they give us trouble, uh, how did she say? It's like there's sand in, in the oyster or something like that. That's oh, that's it. Us, yeah, yeah. That's- yeah. Helping polish. That's us. in the sore course. That's in the sore course as well. You know what? Uh, pearl that's is it. made by sand, which is an irritant. Right. <laughs> you know. You said it much so those than irritations, I did. those irritations, help us polish the jewel that's inside of us, our spirit, our soul. Yeah. What an empowering yeah. way to live life, though. To to it? see it from the perspective of soul growth and go after the different experiences and and learn and love and um how a bit about fear you have any um good advice about fear i find fear pops up oh, a lot fear is fear is totally an element of 
focusing on the human aspect. Fear does, is not a part of the soul. So when you discover fear in yourself, you say, you really become aware, oh, there's fear present here. I must be focusing on the human experience. And you shift to the level where your soul, you observe this whole thing, what's causing that fear, and then you're better able to handle it. Hmm. Fear is an indicator. It's an indicator that something's out of balance. It's a very necessary part for humans. It keeps us out of danger. But many fears come from focusing on the past or the future. Focusing on the future. Pain comes from the past. There's a little alliteration there. Focusing on the past brings pain. Focusing on the future brings fear. And so... Wow. Where, where is there no fear? When you're in the present and that's focused on... Uh, see, the present, the now... The, the, let me clarify something. This is part of my Your Emerging Soul course that just okay. came out. The, the, everybody talks about being present. And some people say, well, my present is pretty darn painful right now. But see, the now that, that spiritual teachers talk about, like Eckhart Tolle, you know, living in the now, mm-hmm. is a different level. It's the level where all is one. It's not this human level. The now is not in time. It's, it's above past, present, and future. So being present means rising above the past, present, and future and being at a whole different level where the soul is the focus. That's so the now deep. moment, you can't... It is pretty deep. I'm trying to get my head around visualizing (laughs) that. I'm like, all right, I'll re-listen to this. Yeah, unfortunately, I have diagrams and models that go with that. That's all part of the course, and it's kind of hard to just give you the one-minute version. (laughs) But what you're doing is telling us that there's another way of being available, that we don't have to be stewing in pain as a victim. Yeah, I call it shifting the channel, shifting the channel. Hmm. You know, there's the human channel and there's the soul, the spirit channel. And if you're in pain or you're in fear, that's one channel. But this other channel where peace is, it's playing all the time. It's already there. Hmm. So here's a question. What would Sanaya say is the next question I should ask you? Or where should we go from here? Because we have about 10 <laughs> minutes left. Oh, my goodness. What, yeah, is there... About... Sometimes oh, I do that. I, that just didn't, I didn't expect like, that. Whoa. I didn't expect that, but I just asked them and they said, talk about forgiveness. Mm. Wow. Okay, I get it. So what's, what most people don't realize when you do the reading is, yeah, I want to hear from my loved ones. But what I, I learned at Arthur Finley College was we as mediums serve those on the other side first, because more than just the person sitting with you, because those on the other side, they don't normally have a chance to be heard anymore. They try, but we don't hear them. They're knocking on our head, but we don't hear them. So imagine they know their loved one is about to sit with a medium. I just imagine them saying, oh, gosh, this is my chance to say what I didn't get a chance to say. So one of the reasons that readings are so healing is because loved ones come through with apologies. I see them come in and their heads hanging down and I know right away, ooh, this is going to be one of those readings. Okay. A little bit heavy, a little bit healing. And when I see that head hanging down, I say, oh, your mother or your father or your husband or your wife, as an apology, let me ask them what it's all about. And I'll ask them and it'll be very clear and it's spot on. And I'll say, now they're asking for your forgiveness. You may or may not be willing to give that, but this is part of their healing on the other side. Because one thing... Um, also that people don't understand is that we don't suddenly become spiritual and perfect when we get to the other side. The soul is constantly evolving, constantly growing. So I think I picture it kind of like AA on the other side. You know, they still need to make amends hmm. for their soul's growth. They see spirits are, have that life review and see how they could have done better. And now, oh my goodness, my loved one is sitting with a medium. This is my chance to make amends. And they come in and then give their apologies. Now, it works the other way as well. The sitter is now with mom and dad. And I've often had a sitter sit there and say, please tell my mom I'm so sorry. And I say, tell her yourself. She's right here, but she's always with you. When you think of her, anytime 
you can make amends. You don't have to be sitting with a medium. Forgiveness is huge. It goes both ways, and it only takes an instant. I see, I see images in a reading of a big stone sitting on a person's chest, and I know that's a forgiveness issue. Wow. And the moment that forgiveness is felt, that stone just lifts off and there's a lightness present. It, whether it's in the spirit or the sitter that's with me, it's tremendous. And we humans carry around a lot of issues regarding that. And those are just part of the lesson. Mm-hmm. I know myself when I'm holding something like that i mean it's painful and i can't think of much else oh, yeah. and, and i i think of um even some people that i know that a loved one passed away and they hadn't mm-hmm. spoken they were in some kind of a fight three years before and oh, yeah. so they they've not made those amends and they don't know that they can they can they can and and, and then forgive ourselves is huge as well forgiving ourselves for being human Oh, it can be a tough ride being a human. Oh my gosh. I'm, I believe that in any moment, um, most of us do the best job we can. And it's so easy to say, Oh, I should have done this. Oh, I should have said yep. that. But you know, yeah, have some compassion yep. and forgiveness for yourself. We did the best we could. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Forgiveness. Yeah, we're all, we're all, we're all works in progress. <laughs> and, and also, you know, the Sinaiat and many other teach that, you know, the humans learn by trial and error. And that's just the way it goes. So as long as we understand that, that's where the forgiveness comes from. Mm. When we do transition, crossover, whatever you want to call it, um, oh. do you have any, are you going to say something? You said, oh. Well, you reminded <laughs> me when, yeah. we, when, we, when we pass over. For years, because of my, my Navy background, my left brain side, those on the other side were telling me what it's like when we pass over. Yeah. And I was like, well, I can't prove that. Where's the evidence? I won't know until I get there. So I just kind of pushed that to the side until I, I had a really big ramp up in my awareness a couple of years ago. And Sanaya gave me this incredible download about what life is like on the other side. This this long document it turned out to be. And I actually, it was written in response to a question by one of the, the leading experts on near-death experiences, Dr. Kenneth Ring. He had asked me, what's life like on the other side? So Sanaya said, we will address this to Dr. Kenneth Ring. And when he read this document, what life is like, he said it was the most amazing thing he's ever written or ever read anything addressed to him. This is a man that's read thousands of near-death experiences. So the reason I said, oh, is because I wanted to be sure to share that that document is available right on my homepage. It's a free gift. Right on the homepage uh, called Awakening. Free gift on the homepage okay. called Awakening. Okay. I'll be sure to read that. Cause, yeah, you sign up there. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, not, not excited for the other side, although I'm sure it's going to be great. But, you know, there's something I feel like we need to get our money's worth out of life. You know, we just I hear so many stories uh, about, even from doctors, that, um People, before they go into surgery or something, they're looking back on their life, all the, just in case they do die on the operating table, mm-hmm. all their regrets and things they should have said and shouldn't have done and all these things. And sure would be nice to live each day like you feel complete with that. Oh, that's it. I mean, when, when 9-11 happened, I looked at my husband and I said, you know, there was a Navy commander who was killed and he was two weeks short of retirement or one week short. And I said, that could have been me. Mm. Life is too short not to live your dreams while you can. And that's why I retired with 20 years to the day. And we sold our house and cars and went off sailing for years. And uh, now I know that this human life is short, but life is eternal. But it really taught me to live every day as if it's your last one in human form, to make those apologies, to give the forgiveness, to tell your loved ones how much you love them, to be the presence of love. That's why we're here. Hmm. Could you give us one quick story about your travels on the sailboat? Maybe a <laughs> message you know, about life, or I don't even know. I mean, who does that? It was six months? Uh, it, oh, no, we traveled for three three years by sailboat. We actually sailed across the Atlantic Ocean with our little dachshund, Rudy. If you Google Rudy the sailing wiener dog, you will see him. <laughs> <laughs> 
And uh, it, it, it helped me to conquer my human fears by sailing off into the sunset, not knowing what lay ahead. But I also discovered that life is an awful lot like the ocean. You know, my moods were up and down with the waves yes. until I realized that we can rise above the waves. But there's also that phrase that smooth seas do not make skillful sailors. Oh. And that is the truth. You know, it's those rough seas that we face all the time as human beings that that dealing with those rough seas make us skillful humans and better souls. Oh, so how's that? That is the perfect thing to close this show with. <laughs> wow. Awesome. Wow. Wow. Well, Suzanne, thank you uh, for Sandra, being a pleasure. our guest. This was awful fun. I hope you had a good time, too. Oh, I had a wonderful time. I love your energy. Oh, well. And I love what you're doing. Thank you for bringing this, these great messages oh, to everybody. Absolutely. We don't die. We don't. And for our listener, thank you for being here, whether it's your first episode or your 100th and 4th. Um, really, thank you. Oh, I, Suzanne, I get emails from people that binge listen, kind of like a Netflix. Oh, <laughs> oh good. People watch things. It's, it's just, it's great. It really is. So just for wherever you are, thank you. I hope it's been a value. And as a reminder, or maybe you haven't heard me say this before, uh, our home base is We Don't Die Radio. You can also listen on iTunes and YouTube and Spreaker and all these different places. But that is our home base. And you can check out pictures of all the guests and simply play episodes right from there. And if you click on where it says join the Insiders Club as just a thank you gift from me, it's a complimentary copy of my book, We Don't Die, and also an audio called How to Survive Grief, which I know has helped countless people go through the pain of grieving and understand it a little bit better. Um, but in closing, my name is Sandra Champlain. I've been your host on We Don't Die Radio. I do want to encourage you to go to our guest website, SuzanneGeesman.com, or like I said, we don't die radio.com click on episode 104 and get all the links of the things she's talked about today with all of my heart i do agree that life is an education for the soul and that our lives here on earth are important so try something new uh, venture out in your little sailboat the seas are going to be choppy but it'll make you a, a skillful sailor so i want to thank you for listening and we'll see you soon